Welcome into episode 98 of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCrady. That is, that is Tyler Siski. You know what today is, Neil? What is today? Make it rain! Thursday. I'm making sure that your mic is working. It seems to be. Okay. I think we're I can working. hear myself loud and clear. Okay. You're working. Like loud, loud. <clears throat> it's all good. Appreciate everybody in the stream being with us. Um, thanks to uh, thanks to everybody's third episode of the week. It's the first time we've ever done three episodes in a week. Technically, that's well. That's I should uh, three standard episodes <laughs> in a week. We did several three in Las sober Vegas. shows in a row. Yeah, I don't. There, that's the best way of putting it. It's the first time we've done three sober shows consecutively. Yes, for sure. I love those nine a.m. not sober shows. Vegas was fun. It was fun. Vegas was Vegas was uh, Vegas was interesting. I'm not sure that Cole would say that he had as much fun as we did, but we had- no, Cole's like had to be the sober guy. Did we even let him have fun one night? Yeah, we did a couple times. <laughs> yeah, couple times. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Our uh, mutual friend and South Alabama football coach. Kane Womack will join. I know in the YouTube stream it autocorrected to Cade, and I can't fix it, but it's Kane, and we know that. Oh, Cade. Oh, Cade. As much as we all harass each other, he'll probably think it's just us trolling. But uh, Kane will, <laughs> in this case, it's not, but Kane will join us. So I was trying to type Kane in something the other day, and it kept autocorrecting to, it was Kane. I was typing Kane, and it kept typing rain in my phone. Yeah, there's probably a lot of things in your phone that get corrected to rain. <laughs> as much as rain as you drink. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot going on. We'll get to uh, it's our, our Make It Rain Thursday. We're going to make our picks for week zero. We'll start our competition for real next week. So the picks this week are just, this is like NFL preseason hey, This is preseason game number four for us. We'll go, yeah. you know, get just, loose, get the picks right, get them honed in, ready to go. But we got, I got some picks I like. Okay. For whatever that's worth. All right, I've not uh, I've not studied I've not studied as much uh, this week as as you probably have. So I'll have to I'll have to really get get after it next week. All right, let's crank this up. Yep. Um, before We're we start with something that, that kind of pisses me off a little bit, I like it. It's by gosh, it's make it rain freaking Thursday, and I I'm not. We're gonna get rage Neil freaking minute one. So a couple of weeks ago, I think I can say this now. I was going to be subpoenaed in a court case involving the NCAA. And at first, I was like, oh, Are man. Are you shitting me? No, I'm totally serious. Um, Did they ask about me? No. Okay. Because <laughs> that would have been, if you guys subpoenaed and I was involved, we, we was going to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It didn't involve you at all. Um, long story short, before the NCAA ruling came down on Ole Miss, the two-year bowl ban and all yeah. that stuff, I knew what was coming. It had, okay. le- it had leaked. Um, and... I wrote about it in a column. Yep. Basically what was coming. And and that column, I was going to be subpoenaed to talk about that column. <laughs> and of course I was not going to say who my sources were or any of that nature, but it was I think going to in to some way prove that uh the NCAA which always claims to follow the book and and do things in a very, you know, by the code if you will that yep. they don't they don't they don't skate any they don't ever they don't ever cut any corners everything's by the book everything's straight and straight straight as an arrow uh and it probably was not going to uh was probably not going to come to fruition you know it was going to be obvious right. that no you're filthy 
You're, so they were wanting to subpoena you so you would snitch and tell them who your source was? Well, no. I mean, I'm sure they were going to ask me who my source was. I think they knew going in that I wasn't going to reveal who my source was. And I have I have reporter shield in that regard. Can you comment on what case it was? Uh, yeah, it was the Ole Miss NCAA case. No, I'm talking about Rebel Rags. Oh, okay. I got you. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Neil. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> Jeez. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. On that end, I have, I don't know. Like on one end of that story, I don't know. And that wasn't the point. The point I was going to get asked about was the column that I wrote. Okay. How did you know these penalties were coming down? Well, because I was told. Yeah. You know, and people can go, well, you just made up the sources. So I just guessed and got it right. Doesn't work like that. You know, I mean, obviously I knew. We knew. We, my my colleague at rebelgrove.com, Chase Parham and I both knew. I was dumb enough to write about it. And, and, um, so, I, but at first I was like, I don't, man, come on. I mean, I knew I was going to get subpoenaed I, as a part of me was like, don't, don't, don't subpoena me. I, I don't want to be part of this. And then after a while I was like, you know what? I kind of do. I wish that subpoenaed my ass. Yeah. I kind of wanted to be on the stage and just say, yeah, cause this is the NCAA and this Mason Smith thing is an example of why people hate the NCAA. Okay. There's a lack of common sense. There's a lack of of perspective. You've known me for a while. I'm big on put things in perspective, right? Did he did he do anything wrong? Okay, yeah, he signed some autographs before NIL allowed you to sign some autographs. Uh, did, 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 in the weeks preceding the actual, like yeah. it wasn't this wasn't decades right. before this. We're talking about weeks before the ruling. Did did effect. did Mason Smith signing some autographs for probably what was a modicum of of, of money? Did that impact probably a couple grand? Did that impact anything? Did it impact anything? The answer is no. It impacted nothing. There are only a handful of players whose autographs have any real tangible value, right? I mean, there are players on, you know, let's pick a pick a school. Iowa, since people seem to be going at me about Iowa today. How many players on the Iowa roster could sign something? And by signing it, that really changes the value of the product. Five, six, seven yeah, and players. It's, it's the value, the people who find value in it. It's usually like the local shop or whatever fan shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the point is, is that Mason Smith, by signing some doc, some some paraphernalia, I'm sure he signed some LSU footballs or some somebody's cap or probably a lot of footballs. When you guess the footballs that have the white panel, he probably signed a bunch a, of those. Probably signed a bunch of those, and 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 he got he got compensated to some degree. It wasn't life-changing money. It wasn't money that gave him some sort of an ad- advantage over the rest of, of anybody. It, it did nothing. It was not a recruiting inducement. He was already there. It, it, it just was, it was dumb. But yet, we're going to suspend him for a game. We're going to suspend him for a game because that's going to really show everybody what? That you still have some teeth? Or that, hey, you did it two weeks before, two months or whatever before we, we passed NIL legislation. So, so. We're going to show you that we can still flex our muscles, man. And when we do, if we flex really, really hard, you might see just the tiny bit of a bicep. But we want you to, by God, see it. That's them. It's 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 a complete. It's tone deaf. Where they, what frustrates me about the NCAA is the way they handle the cases. As far as like this is not people think it's some the NCAA committee they do this. No, they give like case officers the projects, and they kind of it's like a a bunch of individuals making decisions instead of a group. And they, I mean, we got to have common sense here. So first of all, where I, where I am pissed about this deal is first of all, the kid could have been suspended just like Butte 
he could have been suspended last year for right, the game. Right. But they decided that wasn't good enough because he was he hurt. Was, he was hurt. Right. Like that's not enough of a no, punishment. No, no. You, you got to make sure he misses year. a game. Got to miss an extra game on top of the thirteen or fourteen or however many they played. So he's got to miss one more. Okay. I think that's bullshit. The second one is this: is that hell? I wouldn't suspend him a game. They should give him. You know what they should do? They should come out and award him if he would like it an extra year of eligibility, because he's one of the few players that I've ever heard of actually getting paid money for actual name, image, and likeness. He was actually getting paid what you were supposed. Again, a week or two early, but it went. I think. That's, but this is what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to. It, it was supposed to be nil. How many players do you That's honestly? I, I, I hate calling it nil. How many? How many? How many players do you actually think are getting paid for actual nil? Name, image, and oh, likeness. So few. So he actually so did something few. to get paid for name, image, and likeness. But we're going to suspend the guy for one game, two years. We're just a little bit over two years from the actual action. That's the other thing. The time, the time that this stuff takes. Yeah, this is ridiculous. This was complete. They could have not done anything. Nobody would have known the difference, and he could have played the game. It's stupid. It's 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 beyond stupid. It's tone deaf. It really it's tone is. deaf is the word that you're looking for. It shows a complete inability to understand the way that the general public views them. It's just when they, whoever the case officer was for that one, I mean, that's just when they do, it's not, that, and that's the thing I want the fans to know this isn't, they should do it like this. It should be a committee to, hey, this is what I found. And, and the committee would be, somebody would be hand raised guys. They would have common sense, but they don't do it like that. Neil, you got this case right here. And then, Neil, you come up with a punishment. So you're the you're the you're the investigator, you're the jury, and you're the executioner. It doesn't go to a panel. It doesn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with Mach Ten Sports here in the chat, Dave. Where LSU ought to say, you know what? Okay, one game suspension, fine. He won't play against Grambling next week. That's what I do. I wish I'd roll him out there. Roll him out there. And go. We're playing him. I wish. And then and then flex your muscles and go do something. Let's see what you do, big boy. Let's see what happens. Tell the SEC you're doing it. The SEC is going to say, "We really wish you wouldn't." Well, we're doing it anyway, so fight for us. I bet you the SEC wouldn't push back too hard because that first game was against Florida State. Well, now you're you're punishing you're punishing the entire program. Yeah, punishing over team. over a kid who signs some autographs. Signs some autographs. It's ridiculous. So, I don't know. I just I hate it for the kid. I hate it for. I mean, I hate it for the program. I hate it for their fans. I hate it. I mean, that's a big game, I and mean, that's a if there's. Any game in college football that has national title implications in week one, that's it. That's it. In week one, in yeah. In week one, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So you're going to – we're going to punish their best defense, second best defense player probably, but we're going to punish their team because he actually did name image likeness. Hell, they should go back and say, hey, we're going to award you another year because you actually did what the actual rule was designed to do. Or in all seriousness, just because you know what, we're going to suspend you one game retroactive to next last year. You were suspended from one of those games. Screw it. Or do nothing. But then here, you know the other thing that pisses me off? This does piss me off. Where are all the people that freaking whine, bitch, and complain all day about betterment for the players? Where are all of you right now? This is the moment that's betterment for the player. Where are all of you people? I, I'm curious because it's been crickets. I don't hear you. Where are all of you national talking heads putting pressure on everybody in social media and using your platform? This is where it should be used right here. This is the actual area. Is he here yet? Oh, he's he's listening to me chirp. There he is. Okay, the I, man don't, I don't know why it's doing that with my camera here. Wait, I'll figure it out. Hold on. All right, you're good. I can't hear I can't hear him. Can you hear him? Yeah, I can hear him. You can't. Yeah. I don't know what's up with your microphone. That's all right. Just leave your headphones where I can hear him. Okay. 
So I'm going to give him a proper introduction, okay? This right here is the head football coach of the South Alabama Jaguars. And not only is he the head football coach, he is the greatest fullback to ever line up in the history of Arkansas Razorback football. This right here is Kane, the ISO dominator, Womack. How we doing, brother? I can I can hear you through. I, we got I got some kind of headphone issue. I can take it off. I can, I can hear you from through Neil's. Um, I, you like that, huh? Yeah, they they probably. I hear you. All right, I got, I got. We, I know we got you for about ten minutes. First of all, appreciate the hell out of you joining us uh, there in the middle. You know, you have nothing else better to do today besides being a head football coach. So appreciate the hell out of you on that. All right, so here we go. You are inf- infamously. I can't speak today. I've already had rain. It's it's over. You're a big. You like to. And for the fans that haven't uh, listened to you on our show uh, last time on our, on our show, you were talking about how what you do. I think it's awesome. Uh, for all visiting coaches, you you buy them uh, pizza and beer the night before the game, and we had a couple we had a couple that denied it. But the key question is 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 Tulane participating in pizza and beer night for the coaches? Are they or have they reached out and said they're going to handle pizza and beer for you guys when you go over to New Orleans next week? All right, so me and Neil were I don't I don't remember if this was on camera or not. Sometimes I forget we're on camera when we're talking, so I don't remember if we talked about this on Which podcast. Is never a great thing, by the <laughs> way. Uh, it's always good to have camera and mic awareness. Yeah, so that's bad. You know, y'all talk about like in, in football terms, you know, you, you want your eyes in the right place, you want field awareness. In 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 this deal, you want microphone and camera awareness. You want to know when it's on and when it's not. So we were it is. Go. Um, I just was like, the, I was in the throw it deep club, so I didn't care if it was third and 10 or third and one, you know? All right. So we were talking about how just stupid I was telling him from a coach's standpoint, which I can say now, I don't know if you can say this or not, but my least favorite day in coaching of the entire year is the Saturday before the first game in the mock game practice. Okay. I think it's the worst day in the history of college coaching. So is the mock game this Saturday, are you looking forward to it? Is it your favorite day? You do not. You love it? Uh. Well, it would always piss me off. Well, you can't lose the mock game. Oh, but you can. You can, though. Yes, you can, because it never fails. 
the scout team goes out there and they never get it right. They don't get lined up. And he's saying this because he's a head coach now. See, I, I never was a head coach. I was an assistant. So you're always getting your ass ripped because they bust a play or something. The, the you're, you're scripting versus quarters. They're playing cover three or man free. Or the play dies, and you're like, how are we going to score any points if we can't score against the scout team? So – Special teams. <laughs> yep. Are, are you doing two sidelines? Oh. Hey, can we can we have a special McCready Siski set up in the um can I can I suggest something if we can get it put in the scrimmage for Saturday just for the podcast? All right, so on the special teams, can you like on purpose put somebody in the game and create double numbers to see how how the special team coordinator reacts? Let's do that. Can we do that? And then just rip his ass, just just lose your shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Delay game. Oh, yeah. Hands and on size, what gets you? Yeah. Yeah, All right, I'm going to ask you, I'll ask you one serious football question since we got the uh, head coach on here. I know we like to cut up too much. When, in your opinion, and this, been, this is actually a serious question, when, in your opinion, is it too early uh, to game one before you start game prep when your players? What's what's too early? What's too late? What's kind of what do you like? Because you know some guys are two weeks, some guys are ten days, some guys are seven days. Like, what's your what's your mode? <clears throat>
Yep. Yeah, I, that's kind of the mode I'm in. I was a big speed of the game guy. Like, I think if you break up scout too early, um, you lose that speed of the game that you had early in camp. And then you'll get used to it as the season goes on because you're playing games. But speed of the game with good on good is always a big thing. All right, I got one more for you. And I'm going to let you get out of here because I know you you actually have, like, a real job that you got to do. All right, so. Yeah, dude, you got to sneak that in there for me. You can blame me. They'll get pissed at me. Just blame me. Just, like, sneak it in there. This is Cisco special. Real, real quick, I hate to interrupt this love fest here, but when are you going to admit, Kane, that you're pissed off at Tyler? I mean, he's he's already given bulletin board material to an opponent. He's already put a, a lot of an, an unnecessary hype and expectations on your team. And I know you're being nice because you're a great guy. But he's not, and I know you're pissed at him. So let him have it right here for the audience. Thank you. That's what I figured. Let me tell you what it was, though. Do you know? Do you know why I did that? Right? It was because it was for those. It was it was for the four years that he used my Hulu login. He was stealing my Hulu login for four years. <laughs> guys making guys making like six million dollars a year and stealing my Hulu login. Can you believe that? I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, you just go you just go give all sorts of bulletin board material yeah. to the to I had to, the I had other to get teams. It, out I had to there. get it back some way. Just, all right, here we go. This is going to be a good one. That we're going that we're going to let you. <laughs> yeah, go, what was it? It was like nipple piercings, <laughs> one, two, three, or something like that. I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, it's yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Pretty close, wasn't I? Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. So this came, this is a good one for you. This is what we're calling the Jaguar hypothetical, okay? So we were in the office this morning. <clears throat> this is Clay Carter's fault, so if you want to get mad at Clay, you can get mad at Clay. So we were talking about the uh, Swamp King, the uh, the Netflix show this morning. Yeah. And we're talking about he makes the thing, you know, they keep talking about, well, you, if you want to be, win, how bad do you want to win? So it said, I told him, uh, it's a Netflix thing. You, you're, you're not watching TV right now. I'll give you my login. You can watch it later. All right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> all right. If you, we put you on the 30-yard line. Okay, we're going to put you on the 30-yard line. You, Kane Womack, by yourself in the football field. On the other end zone, we're going to line up a Jaguar, a live Jaguar. All right, we're going to put, we're going to put a stake on your back. And if I told you that you had to run into the end zone 30 yards, if you, you had to beat the Jaguar before he got a hold of you, but the football gods came down and said, Kane, if you get in the end zone, you will go undefeated guaranteed right now undefeated and be in the college football playoff or if you don't make it the jaguar eats your ass all right which would you do it yeah yeah 
I mean, the whole winning a championship, at that, he's not even thinking about that anymore. It's a Jaguar. <laughs> Would you would you do it? Would you do it if you could go undefeated and go and no. go? Yes, you. I would in a heartbeat. What do you think about it? Yes, absolutely. Right in the middle, of, right before special teams meetings. Yes, you got a seventy-yard head start. Yep. Oh, you're faster than that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Jaguars run 50 miles an hour. Yeah. Let's go. I told you, man. I knew he'd do it. 100%. Oh, I'm, I'm concerned for... I'm I'm concerned for Kane's health at this point. Oh because, no, no! I mean, fifty miles per hour. Well, he's got, you got a seventy yard head start, and he, and this is to go to the playoff. This is undefeated. Yeah, thirty yard line. I'm gonna have to do some math. I'm 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 worried. I'm. I I, th- I think he makes it. I I I think he would do it too. The guaranteed him the college football playoff spot, he'd do it, hundred percent. I mean, I get the motivation. <laughs> I can't, of course, I can't even get a helmet. I keep trying to get a helmet. This is, I got an army helmet. <laughs> army got army. But I mean, I don't. You don't even know the coach at Army. I know the coach at South Alabama. I thought we were like really good friends and stuff. We hey, talked and kept hey, up look over the years. Look what's behind my back. You got a. Yeah, Willie Willie sent us a helmet. He is a nice guy. He sent us a helmet, signed it, and everything. I just, just a thought. I don't know. It's okay. We got special teams meetings. Us. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I, please, I, and please. I'll buy some Lululemon from from uh, the store in Mobile too. Hey, pl- please, please send, uh, please send video of the double number on Saturday. Can you can you can you send that to me? You have nothing else. You have nothing else to do but just sit there and watch, and yell. Okay. All right. We'll 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 forgive you. We'll forgive you. All right, brother. Appreciate the hell out of you, man. As always. See you, bud. See you, bud. <laughs> I'm gonna get. The, yeah. <laughs> can you can you pipe me back back down a little yeah. bit? I'm just. Sitting here yelling at myself, um, dude. He's a he's like literally one of my favorite people on the planet. I need to do the math on this Jaguar thing, though. I'm I'm concerned that you guys are underestimating how fast 50 miles per hour is on a football field. Yeah, if, probably. If, if someone goes 50 miles an hour, how f- quickly do they go 100 yards? Well, it's 300 feet. There's 5,260 feet in a mile. <clears throat> I'm gonna try to. Do this now. Figure it out. I'm dying to know at this point. It's like one of those things that you have no reason to know why you're doing, but but you're figuring it out. Um, uh, Larry Joe says fifty miles an hour from the chat is like twenty four yards a second. 
Yeah, you're dead. No, that's right at it. That's right at it. Thirty yards. If you could get it four seconds, dude, that's that's on it. I mean, he'll be on your ass, but I think you can make it. Whew. Okay, I'd do it for a chance to go to the college football playoff. As opposed to dying, I'd kick that Jaguar's ass, stab it in the eye. Well, it's not what you didn't put that in there. You 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 didn't imply that you might be armed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just think I. Oh, anyway, all right. <laughs> Let's get off. I mean, that. You, you didn't mention anything about being armed. This episode was brought to you by PETA. <laughs> Check out uh, lanceslock.com. Baseball's in the home stretch. Preseason has started. College football almost here. We're getting ready to talk about it. If you need help handicapping games, lanceslock.com is the best value. <laughs> has consistently won for nine straight documented years. Right now is the best price of the year. It's lanceslock.com. Talbot buys in the uh, in the chat says, I have a player in mind for the $50 NIL donation. Yeah, I know. I bet he does. <laughs> I bet yeah. you do. I bet he does. I bet you do. All right. I'll tell you what, Talbot, if I send the 50 bucks to get the helmet, I will dedicate the money to your brother. Yeah. I'll, that'd that'd be good. That's for sure. I'll, I'll pay the $50. I'll do it. There you go. There it is. Done. I just need to call Kane to or send it. Do I Venmo it? I don't know. He's got to like you see what the how to get to the collective. I'll be a I'll be a collective donor. I got to send some stuff out. I got I got to get get my boy at Summerall too at the Trojans. Do you see by the way Kevin Hart was it Kevin Hart raced uh, Stefan Ridley? Have you seen this? All seriousness, no. Stefan Ridley, the former LSU running back, played in the NFL for a while, mostly with the Patriots, I believe. I have no idea. He and uh, Kevin Hart are buddies, and. Um, Kevin Hart challenged him to a 40-yard dash. Why? Because Kevin Hart's fast, and he thought he was fast enough to beat. Let me guess. He didn't beat him. Not only did he not beat him, he tore abdominal muscles and his (laughs) hip abductors and is currently in a wheelchair. He can't walk. That's why when you were like, hey, let's do this deal where we do an NFL. No, we're going to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt. Yeah, that would not work out good. All right, uh, all right. Before we get to Mega Rain, got a couple things here. Yeah, what happens if we become USA boosters? Are we are we in trouble at that point? Not really. I don't care. I can be a South Alabama Dude, booster. I, I've I've dodged this long. <laughs> I mean, I'm like I'm like I'm the Trump of the NCAA. So it's going. Hey, Neil, why is your name on the South Alabama <laughs> booster club thing? Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll be we'll have trust and LLCs and Bitcoin. We'll have all kind. We'll yeah. have, we'll get it figured out. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, – you had actually sent this to me, and it's become a pretty big deal in the NFL. Yeah, I was on top of this. You were on top of this. The Chris Jones holdout. All right, so let's give a little bit of everybody a little background of what's going on here. So Chris Jones is under – he's 29 years old. He's on the last year of his deal with Kansas City. He, has, he is scheduled to be an un, unrestricted free agent next season at the age of 30. He is currently make he will make twenty he's scheduled to make twenty million dollars this year. Okay, so he wants a new deal. Well, yesterday he came out and he's been posting a bunch of stuff on social media. Some guy asked him when is he going to come back. He said week eight, which means that's basically the last week in the NFL. You have to play in so many games to accrue a year of service, and that's the last week with them because I think they're off on week nine. Uh, it's the last week in the NFL that he can actually join the team and accrue a year of service in the NFL. Is there, you keep looking back here. Is there a ghost back here? No, there's no ghost. It's the uh, Mac South diggers are digging in the back back there. You see them? 
Oh, they're fist and turn our shit off. There's no us. telling. So if we go yeah. away, it's not our fault. <laughs> I can tell you whose fault they're it gonna is. They're going to hit something. I hope they probably don't hit my truck out there. All right. So, this segment will never be brought to you by Max Sal. <laughs> Ever. I love it. All right. <laughs> All right. So back I mean, to Creek. never. <laughs> There's a better chance of me racing a Jaguar. Is there a better chance of this episode being brought to you by Max South or you getting in a pit of snakes? I'm not doing that. No. My, oh, I found something. Max South, huh? Yeah. There <laughs> yeah you go. That's it. Sponsored by Max South. That's my punishment. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I have to wear Max South gear for a week. All right. <laughs> We're off the rails. It's a it's a mega rain Thursday. All right. So he makes the comment that he's going to come back week eight. He's got everybody pissed off. They're not even talking right now. He's holding out. They're not even talking. Uh, they asked Andy Reid about it in a press conference. He's basically trying to stay out of it, saying they haven't talked. And then the old trade rumors come up. Yeah. Um. With with a degree of specificity here yeah. in the last couple of days. And so my question to you is, do you have your Bears thong on right now? Or are you think that this is just... So what's the price for the Bears? That's the golly. question. Well, here's the thing, right? Is Regardless if, you tra- if you're able to trade for the guy. Yeah. All right. First of all, in my opinion, which will buy you a cup of coffee, um, he is the probably second most dominant defensive lineman in the, in the NFL. He's in, the, interior. He is the reason that our Cincinnati Bengals did not play for the Super Bowl last yeah. year. Aaron Donald's the only one I would say I would take before Christian more Jones. Than, more than fair. As an interior defensive lineman. More, more than fair. It's fine. Okay. Sure. Um, there are days that he's the best defensive tackle in the in the yeah, game. Yeah, he's good, dude. Yeah. Um, so the question for the Bears would be, what is the price? And then what? What you have what to restructure chance, the deal, right? And then what chance would I have to restructure his deal? Well, you would have no choice. Whatever you do now, the the problem is, is if you trade him without restructuring a deal, and then wait till he gets there. Now you're over a, a barrel. But look, he wants a new deal. I don't. He's like the ninth highest paid defensive lineman in the league this year. Um, and it's just because of deals get reworked. And yeah, yeah. He wants a, he doesn't want to go in, and I don't blame the kid. All right, so well, no, it's in a league that stands for one. not a league that stands for not for long. Yeah. I don't. When you have leverage, you should absolutely exercise yeah. it. He's twenty nine. This is it. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be his big contract. This is going to get him through his career. He's in the prime of his life. If he was to play this year on that last year and get hurt and right. decrease his value, you can't ever make that back up. No, no, it, it's. Nobody, probably nobody, even in the Chiefs organization, really blames him. Yeah, they're probably a little irritated. They're pissed. With him. Yeah. The fans are more pissed than anybody because they're like, "Why can't you play on twenty million dollars a year?" <laughs> but you got to understand, it's not going to be just twenty. This is a hundred million dollar decision for him, if not more. Of course. All right. So, um, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I would give whatever you need to get to get him. I mean, I would take him. I mean, he's in the prime of his career. He's the second best interior defense lineman in the league. And so he's probably going to be the best because Aaron Donald's he's it's getting time for him to get ready to shut it down. So do you buy the Bears supposed justification for paying a heavy price which is the NFC has never been more for lack of a better word gettable? Oh, I agree with that. Um so here's the question I know and I know your answer on this but a lot of our probably viewers and listeners are are new because we've changed platforms. So the Bears have a decision to make as it pertains to Quarterback. trading draft capital for an impact player. Because there's no question that Chris Jones is an impact player. Chris Jones 
takes the Bears defense, which is already starting to get pretty good, and and takes it up a level. Yeah. No, no question. He'll take, he takes any defense up. Yes, but we're talking specifically about the Bears. Yeah. So the question the Bears have is, if we're if if we believe that the NFC is more gettable right now, obviously Aaron Rodgers is out of the division. Green Bay theoretically is going to take a step backwards. Detroit's taking a step forwards, but you don't know how big of a step that step is going to be. Uh, you look at Minnesota, who won a lot of close games last year and may have some luck debt that has to be paid this year. Um, the, the, that's that's the path to a playoff appearance, right? right. It's those three teams. It's Green Bay, Minnesota, and, and Detroit. Correct. If you think this trade puts you into a spot as the favorite in the NFC North, and then you look around the rest of the NFC, is there a dominant team? I mean, I think we all agree the best two teams in the NFC are the 49ers and the Eagles in some order. Neither of those teams, you look at them and go, that's a dominant team that can't be defeated. They could, they could be, you know, you could, you could find a way. There's no Kansas City in, in, in the NFC. There's no Cincinnati in the NFC. There might not even be a Buffalo in the NFC. It's light. So that's the question if you're the Bears. Because if you do it and you have to trade draft capital, what you're also saying when you make the trade for Chris Jones is, we think Justin Fields is our guy. We think he's going to make the improvements. And it means that when you're watching him play, you're like, you know, that inaccuracy, we're, we're, we're gonna, it's going to get better and better. Because if you don't believe that, if 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 he's not your quarterback, you you can't pay too heavy of a price here for Chris Jones because you can't afford to give up any of your draft capital. Yes, and yeah, I, I still think Chris Jones is young enough though. I mean, he's twenty nine years old. Um, he's got what five, six really good years left in him, uh, as long as he stays healthy, and he has. He's done a good job with that. Um, he does this. But you got to keep in mind now, perspective. This is a Bears organization that's not far removed from having Khalil Mack in the prime of his career, and the quarterback was Mitch Trubisky, and that prevented them from getting over the. <laughs> that prevented them from getting over the. Over, and they made it to the playoffs. You know, the, they, the Bears are like the Jets of the of the NFC and quarterback uh, luck lately. <clears throat> um, yeah, I would do it. Screw it. I, I yeah, I would. Whatever it takes, I, I would get Chris Jones. He, you can't pass. I mean, this guy's generational, man. I mean, he's. Uh, we recruited the kid. You talking about a? You talking about a recruiting story? You know, I always said I'm going to write a book one yeah. day. Chris Jones doesn't just get his own chapter; he may get his own sequel. This is when you were at Ole Miss as yes. the recruiting coordinator yeah. for Hugh Freeze. Boy, that's a. Uh, <laughs> you talking about a book that should be written? <laughs> that is a book that should be written. You're sitting in behind no, the microphone no, right now. No, no, absolutely. That's one of those that goes to the grave with me until I got to make sure all my homies are done coaching on that one. Um, but he is he is unblockable when he wants to be unblockable. And that's just how it is. You know, where Aaron Donald's so good of a technician and so quick and all that stuff, he's just so big and powerful and, and athletic and contort his body. I mean, he can he does things bad technique wise and still makes the play. He's he's really good. Um, but <clears throat> you know, you gotta have to keep in mind, like Aaron Donald, he, his AAV is thirty one point seven million dollars. So you're 33%, you're thir- you know, only two-thirds of what he's making, and you're the second-best one. And Keenan Williams is now number two AAV, and he's at 24 AAV. So you're $4 million less than what he's making. And I would take Chris Jones 100 out of 100 times before I take Keenan Williams, which yeah. he's good. Yeah, sure. But he, d- he deserves, in my opinion, he deserves Aaron Donald money, in my opinion. Like, he should be getting paid $30 million a year. He's worth it, not 20 That's his value. So if you're the Bears, what price would you be willing to pay? Whatever it took to get him. 
as long as he would sign a long-term deal. Yeah, 100%. Right. Like, that's that's got to be point one. Right. Okay. Point two is what we're going to have to trade to get him. But it's it's kind of like the Jets trading for Aaron Rodgers. What do we got to do to get it done? So we're a couple of weeks away. If you're the Chiefs, how big of a distraction is this becoming for the, the Super Bowl champs? None. They're professionals, man. The game, and Andy Reid said it, and I believe him, the game will move on. They're still going to line somebody up there, a professional defensive lineman that's going to line up and play. Uh, people move on. You'll go play. They're not going to – I mean – and he doesn't care. I mean, the Chiefs, to be honest with you, if you say he's going to come back week eight, hell, it may work out best for him. We're going He's going to be fresh and ready to go for the yeah. playoff run. Whatever it is, uh, they're going to be able to win without him. But if you're the Bears, and you're, or, or and I think the Eagles have been mentioned, uh, who was the other? It was the Bears, the Eagles, and another team were listed as, as kind of candidates for this. It was another NFC team. If you're one of those teams, you need to get this done soon because you want to get him – into your facility and get him acclimated to your defense and make sure that he's ready to go by week two, week three, because you want him to play. Just think about this. He's so hell-bent on it. Every single week he sits is $1.1 million he's losing out on that check. Yeah. That's some coin. But you're really rolling the dice if you don't extend your deal and make another big signing bonus and all that stuff playing on the last year of a contract. Yeah, I wouldn't do it if I was him. I would try to get it reworked, but I'm excited for it. All right, um, Swamp Kings. You watch any of it? I have watched some of it. All right, so yesterday, I had not watched it the day it came out. And so we were talking about it in the office, and a lot of people, like, I'm not watching this, I'm not doing that because of this and that and this and that, and get a lot of bad reviews, a lot of, a lot of bad reviews on social media. But as you know, I could give two shits what everybody thinks. So I went and watched it last night. I watched it from start to finish. Um, I started about, I don't know, 8.30, 9 o'clock, and I stayed up late and watched it. I liked it. I was uh, I was a fan of it. Now, there's some things, <laughs> a lot of things, a couple things here. One is you could not do even remotely what they're, what Urban Meyer is doing at Florida in today's environment. You're, the portal will be so full so fast you wouldn't know <laughs> you wouldn't know what happened. I mean, the kids would kids. Kids would be quitting in a in a heartbeat. So the one thing, and I was like, even I, you know how I'm I'm old school a little bit or a lot of bit. Well, even one thing I was like, damn, is so everybody does mat drills, right? I love mat drills. I think they're awesome. But they had an a deal on a mat drill where you partnered up with somebody, and some you couldn't allow. So it's like well, if it's me and you going, okay, and they would say, okay, your job is to get off the mat, and my job is to prevent you from getting off the mat. And it was like a you know a competition where they're wrestling and stuff, trying to get off and the mat, and the other ones trying to keep them. Neil, they were over there. They were like choking people out, and like there was a, a shot of a guy that actually got choked out, and he was out like UFC choked out, and he was out, and they had to go like slap him to wake him up and stuff. I mean, so I was like, oh, like yeah, yeah, you go go straight to jail for that these days. Um, here was the thing that <laughs> that as a coach, this is the thing from a from this story that I took from it, I was like, oh, I don't know about that, is how in the hell did the coaches allow the cameras that kind of access that long ago? And we're talking something that's 15, 16 years, 18 years ago. 2008. Yeah, but even this, some of this footage was being shot in 2005 when he was there. Yeah. And they're like in moments where cameras aren't allowed. Yeah. One is why in the hell would you allow a camera to get that close and hear you – say some of the things you were saying and doing some of the things you were doing and then b is who the hell released it like you know what i mean like who's been holding that footage for 18 years yeah 
Like it, that's, that was wild a little bit. And I was like, Ooh, I don't, I don't, I don't know about all that. That would, I, I wouldn't allow, like you don't allow cameras in those kind of moments. I'd never been anywhere where that was allowed. Yeah. It was a level of locker room access that is unprecedented, yeah, I, I especially at that time. I don't know that you can't do it now, much less well, no. 18 years ago. There's a lot more. Well, there was, you, it would never happen now. There's a lot more acts. There was more, but it was more media during when you, everybody knew cameras were in the locker room. You know what I mean? But yeah. it wasn't like the moments right before a team takes a field, the moments in the immediate aftermath of a game, those kinds of things. That's, that's, those are shots you really don't see anymore. Yeah. So that was that. And then, um, here's the thing. There was a lot of social media about that I saw that was really criticizing it as a pump up piece for urban. I didn't see it like that. Um, I watched the whole thing. I kind of saw it as, yeah, there were moments you could watch if you watched the previews and he was like, Oh, this is gonna be great. But there were moments where the players, I mean, he, he had interviewed players and like, I'd never let my kids do that. You know, or I didn't like, I mean, some people didn't even like urban that were being interviewed. And so it wasn't, it wasn't a gushy gushy piece, but here was the big reason I want to talk about it. And cause it's in the media a lot right now about players getting arrested and players getting in trouble. It's been going on all summer. It's that time of the year. And we talked about it, I don't know, three or four weeks ago with the Georgia thing about how the media writes articles, fans get on it, and they want answers, and they want, they want the kids punished. And if you're, not doing the, if you're not punishing them and publicly persecuting the players, then you're not doing your job and you're promoting a, a culture of you know, bad behavior, whatever, right? And so there was a moment in episode three, and I encourage every single person listening to this voice right now, Go watch episode three of the Swamp King. I guess that's what it's called. Swamp King. Swamp, Swamp Kings, Kings. Swamp Kings. And this is the coach's mentality when it comes to punishing players. He he talks about it. And when you hear about you hear stories about this, and I've been on a staff that this, that this happened before. When you go to punish a player, you go to dismiss a player from your team. 99.9% of the time, you're, you are his only structure in life. You're his only chance as a coach or as a football program. You're their only chance to succeed in society. You're the only one that's going to teach them right from wrong. You're the only one that's going to hold them accountable for their actions. And you're the only one that's going to make, you know, give them the structure to become a productive citizen in, in society. You're the only one. And people get in trouble and like, you need to kick him off the team and kick him off the team. Well, he tells a story. Um, his first year at Florida, he kicked a kid off the team. He said he was a good kid. Should have never done it. Um, he kicks the kid off the team, and a year later he gets a phone call, and the kid died of a drug overdose because he took his football away from him. And as fans, there's a lot of people listening to this that don't even remember that story because as fans it goes in one air after other. It may be a hot topic for a week or so, but for the coach, whether you like Urban Meyer or you don't like Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer has to live with that guilt for the rest of his life that he could have helped that kid. And we're talking about football. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. a game. Yeah. It's not like – and so, you know, I have I have guilt. Now, nobody died, but I have guilt. Um, I dismissed a player. This is probably 2009. I think it was 2009. Dismissed a player um, for doing drugs um, three times, three strikes, and I was pissed, you know, and, and let him go. This was at Arkansas State? At Arkansas State. Okay. And the kid uh, – had nowhere else to go, went back home, ran the streets, 
and about nine months after that was arrested for armed robbery. Uh, and he was arrested for, they were robbing a, uh, uh, a drug rep going into CVSs and stuff to get pills to sell them. And everybody's like, an initial thoughts on that. People are like, oh, he's a turd anyway, screw that guy. Well, he wasn't a bad kid. He just was with the wrong people. He needed to, and you know when you recruit kids, like you don't recruit bad people. There's a difference that people that get with the wrong crowd make mistakes versus people who are just bad people. You don't recruit the bad people. But if you think you can help them become productive people in society, you do that. That's what coaches do. And so that's why I'm always personally, when it comes to attacking you know, coaches and programs about dismissing players, that's why I am the way I am. I, I, just, I believe that it's a, a coach's responsibility to uh, not only teach them football, but teach them life and you know, try to help them become productive citizens. But I think about that kid, I'm not going to say his name, but I think about him literally. I mean, this is what, we're 13 years later. I mean, I think about him probably every two weeks. And I, and I have to live with that guilt that could I have helped save that kid I think I could have, and that 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 bothers me. And I think that's why uh, kids are the way that you know. That's why coaches are the way they are. All right, enough of that heavy shit, Neil. Yes, sir. That was pretty heavy. I know, but it's no, it's true. It's, it needs to be. It's, it's it from the heart, man. Yeah, it needs sure. to be said, and it's important to me that people know that. All right. Do you know what time it is, Neil? It, it is the uh, final preseason. Make it rain before we start the competition. That I lose. It is time for make it. Thursday, where we will go off for all you new people. We will go off. Holy shit. Can I say something before we get started? Grind, where the hell have you been? Grind shows up three episodes into our new our new, our new, new show, and he didn't want to show up and hang out with us the first two shows. Now he's going to show up for Make It Rain Thursday. Grind, welcome. How you doing, brother? Better late than never. Better late than never. Love you. Missed you, Grind. All right. Yeah, I was gonna, we get, Grind gets a break. Come on. Grind gets a pass. All right. I was missing. He gets greater on a different curve. I was looking for him for like two two days. All right. So for all you new people, on Make It Rain Thursday, we will go through the bets. Starting next week, we'll have our competition. We'll agree on a punishment at some point in time next week. And we'll go by units. Um, And so we're going to start this off week zero, Make It Rain. I will start going first, Neil, and then you can join in. There's not many games to pick from. So my first pick of the 2023 week zero is the Navy midshipmen are traveling to Dublin, Ireland. They're taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Yes, Neil, Notre Dame is favored by 20 and a half points. But that's not where I'm going with this. Oh. I have already placed my wager on the under. Oh. I'm taking the under at 50 and a half. Okay. I'm gambling that the Navy midshipmen will run the freaking triple and run the hell out of the clock with the new clock rules. I'm taking the Navy midshipmen, Notre Dame under at 50 and a half. Oh, okay. All right. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to uh, New Mexico State. They entertain UMass. Oh, be a lot of Auburn people watching the UMass game. That's who they play next week. Well, uh, they'll they'll, they'll win. be very excited. They'll win, um, <laughs> and not only will they win, they will defeat an already defeated team. Uh, New Mexico State. I'll take the Aggies. I'll lay the six and a half. I think UMass will be one of the worst teams in all of college football. Wow, are they going one thirty three out of one thirty three in that ballpark? Somewhere in that yeah in that range yeah. Give or take one. Kind of like Alabama was in penalties last year, DFL. (laughs) Yeah. But they get helped all the time. All right. So New Mexico State minus six and a half. Okay. Minus six and a half. I got to write that down. Some man get our graphic out. All right. My second game, Neil. 
the hometown boys, the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Oh, yeah, I like this one too. They're at home. They're hosting UTEP. Jacksonville State is getting one point. Yep. So it's basically a pick them. Yeah. I am taking, and you already know, I'm riding or dying with my guy Rich Rod. Yeah. I'm taking the Jacksonville State Gamecocks plus one. And here's how I figure. If they can't slow UTEP down on offense, Rich Rod's going to pull out his burner gun and he's going to shoot them in the face and the Gamecocks are going to win. Gamecocks will destroy UTEP at home Saturday afternoon. All right. I'm going out west again for my second game. I'm going to San Jose State at USC. Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, and the guys. It's a uh, it's a new defense. They're going to have something to prove. They're going to want to put up a show. They're going to want want to show people that they've arrived. I think they hold San Jose to a very low number, and then Caleb and the guys do what Caleb and the guys do. I'll take USC, and even though it's a lot of points, 30 and a half, I'll lay them. Oh, wow. Neil, I'm also picking the San Jose State-USC game. Okay. However, <laughs> good news for all you San Jose State fans. You're covering. <laughs> However, yeah. I feel extremely confident okay. that the San Jose State Spartans, who we saw in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl Oh, we did year, see them in yes, Boise. They were there. They were there. Yeah. It, they, was, it was too cold after a while. I didn't notice. I couldn't, while tell, you you, were, while I couldn't you, tell you who was there. While you were shaking from hypothermia, I was actually watching the game. The, and they lost to our Eastern Michigan Eagles back then so but it's a new year i'm taking san jose state plus 30 and a half to cover very easily oh okay uh clock rules too many points san jose state will score at least 14 uh it's too many points in the clock rule i'm going san jose state plus 30 and a half too many points all right i'm going to nashville next my uh, vanderbilt commodores clark lee and the guys your brother you talked to him today uh not today okay mama cooking y'all meatloaf for victor meatloaf um yeah, I think so. I think okay. we'll have some of that. Um, our dad turned eighty-one yesterday. Really? But I, I, I didn't see, I didn't see Clark there. Gotcha. I was there. Um, Vanderbilt laying seventeen and a half against Hawaii. They're going to cover this with no problem. Neil Doors minus seventeen and a half. Book it. Set your lock in, in my week? in my ten weekend thoughts. Oh, where I rank the SEC teams? Where'd you put them? Well, last in the preseason, uh, fourteen. Where will they be on Sunday? Number, Number one. one. Number, Number one. Number one. Because they'll be, the, be the only team in the SEC with the win. They'll be at the top of the list. They'll on be the, the only SEC team the that's presser. not winless. <laughs> when you go to the Monday presser, yeah, and they hand you out that booklet of information yep. that you throw right in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say? Hey, let's talk about that for a second. All right, sure. Do you know how many trees die? Across Every the, week. Across this world. <laughs> Every week. On the books that the SIDs print out for media and coaches on sunday so many trees they a stack of papers yeah. like this thick and it's just filled i mean talking about like just oh every note that you could possibly bullet think of. points of like back in 1836 vanderbilt hosted hawaii in the annual annual bowl game and vanderbilt ran for 106 yards behind the 210 pound offensive line average the only one that i hang on to and they've taken the good part of it out the sec release every week okay used to put you get all the games that were that week, the TV, the superlatives from the week before, but then they they get you the league rankings, like total offense, yeah, total yeah, defense, yeah. pass defense, pass. Yeah, I look at those, and but 
They all that's off now. It's in the what you got to go to a website. So I'm like, the, what, they don't give you those. I don't even need it anymore. Yeah, no, they don't give look, you the rankings. Look, you'll you, get some individual stuff. Like I'll know like where, whoever like where. Uh, uh, I know what sheets you're talking about. Yeah, like some pick a wide receiver in the league. I'll know where he ranks and catches. Right. You know, or, or that kind of thing. But what I what one of the things I always liked, and I'll go find it because I use it. Like you know. Florida's getting ready to play Tennessee. Where, where did the Vols rank in pass defense compared to where the Gators are in pass offense? And you can start, you can kind of start seeing some mismatches and where teams are even and stuff like yeah. that. They've taken all that away. Well, they'll, and so so much of the stuff that's in the releases is stuff that you never use. They give the coaches that still. Just find your coach and they'll it'll it'll you can go to a local trash can and pick it out. They'll be sitting there. All right, Neil, I am also picking the Hawaii Vanderbilt game. Neil, I don't know if you was aware of this, but Vanderbilt is 17.5-point favorites. Yep, just heard. You heard? Yep. Guess what, Neil? For the first time this year, it's not enough. Yeah, they're going to win easy. This is going to be a, a mutilation in Nashville. I, I, I think Vandy's going to make a point. I think they actually – I think they really get after them. I mean, I'm talking about really get after them. I'm, I'm, I'm all over this one. Vandy minus 17.5. I think that's free money, and I don't know anything about Hawaii. I think that's free money. <laughs> All right. What All right. You got? I'm gonna go with one here because I'm. I know you. You will have information because you know one of the the, you the, can't the coaching say staffs. That. You cannot say that. Like, do you watch what's going on in Iowa right now? <laughs> you can't say shit like that. We'll be subpoenaed. All right. We'll be we'll be up there hanging out with freaking uh, our boy Matt Campbell, and we'll be hanging out with your boy. So if a hot <laughs> bet comes in on FIU Louisiana Tech, <laughs> golly, uh, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll since these don't count. I'll go with the hometown team. I'll take Louisiana Tech and I'll lay the eleven and a half against FIU. Well, Neil, the FIU Panthers will be my last pick of the day. The FIU Panthers may be my last pick of all time because I may be in fucking jail. <laughs> I may be in jail come Monday morning if anybody's look. Anybody logs on to try to watch the. Anybody tries to log on to disrupt media on Monday and it says. McCready, sponsored by <laughs> Rain Total Body Fuel. You'll know that uh, I'm hanging out with my man, Bohannon, in, in Alabama. We'll be somewhere uh, in a local Cincinnati casino. <laughs> All right, so the FIU Panthers, captained by my good friend Mike McIntyre, mm -hmm. are going on the road. To Ruston. To Ruston, Louisiana. Yeah. I wonder where they're staying. They stay in Ruston? Ooh, I don't know. I, didn't I bet they're staying in Shreveport. I have not asked. I have not asked because I have not talked to anybody in Miami. There's not a lot of options, places to stay. Well, that, you'll find somebody. You know what's interesting? So well, It's whatever the closest it, full service. Here's what's interesting. I'll tell you this a little funny little anecdote. Uh, originally, my high school reunion that's this fall was going to be the weekend of October the 14th. And so I was like, oh, cool. That's I, I don't have anything that weekend. I'll go. And I go online in Ruston, all the hotels are like $500 a night. I'm like, there's not a chance in hell that I ever even consider, even think about paying $500 a night to stay at a hotel in Ruston. No chance. Not happening? No. It, it it's or stay at the casino. Subsequently, it was moved to a, a weekend that I can't go, so I'm not going. But my point is, there's not a lot of places for anybody to stay yeah. in Ruston. And like when football teams come, they like to have like, I would imagine they want to have like a ballroom and they want to yeah. be able to have all that stuff. And I don't know how many of those are. How far are, is it from Shreveport driving down 20? Uh, 64 miles. So I imagine they would probably fly into Shreveport and stay somewhere in Shreveport and drive over. That'd be my guess. Yeah. All right. However, LaTeX is favored 
by 11 and a half points, Neil. Guess what? It's too much. Oh. I'm taking, shocker, the FIU Panthers to cover 11 and a half on the road at La Tech. Look, okay. I, I like, uh, all kidding aside, I really like what Mike's doing down there. You know, he is starting from ground zero. He took them from, literally, they, they probably had the worst roster in FBS football mm-hmm. when he took it over. And to see him transition it, and the thing I like about what he's doing is he's doing it with his eyes. He is the best. Mike McIntyre, you can call, I've been I've worked with some dudes. Mike McIntyre is the best live evaluator I have ever been around. And he's had a bunch of camps. He sees it. Um, I like the way he's building his team. FIU plus 11 and a half. I think they're going to be sneaky good in the Conference USA this year. Who's I think the, he makes the bowl game. Who's the coach at Louisiana Tech now? Uh, is it still Sonny Cumbie? Yes. Okay. Yes. So – um, I'm excited about that. All right, let's finish up with this, Neil. You got any more? Yeah, you got one I more. Gotta, I got to do one more. Yep. Um, I won't double up. I, I, for the record, I really like Jacksonville State minus – I mean, plus the one. I like we, that one a lot. We'll take it. Oh, that's okay. I'll take another one. Uh, Ohio plays at San Diego State. <laughs> you don't know shit about this game. <laughs> I love the Aztecs uniforms. <laughs> I'll lay two and a half on the, on the, on the Aztecs against the Bobcats. All right, uh, it's probably a good time to, since we got a bunch of new people in here. Um, look, I'm going to remind even your older old heads that are in here from last year. Give me just hey, play cautiously with your boy. I play cautious for the first couple of weeks. Let me watch him on film. Yeah, and then I'll start. I'll start bringing it home because like Neil thought he had me last year. No, I didn't. He thought he had me, and then I came back with a raging fury. I just got to get him on film, watch him, and then I'll be good with it. Um, I'm trying to call up the. Can you call up the Heisman odds? I promised uh, Irish Reb yeah, that find, we would do I'll find Heisman. Heisman odds. Heisman odds, because I have a. I want to. He wanted a future, so Irish <laughs> Irish Reb said he's making a trip across the state line this weekend, and so he was going to play some futures. So we we're going. We'll we'll look at some. Let's do the Heisman futures because I want to do that the other day anyway. Um, go ahead. All right, uh, Caleb Williams. Which one do you want to use? You want to use uh, Vegas Insider? Yeah, it doesn't okay? Caleb Williams is uh, plus 500. All right, I would stay away from that because, one, the odds suck, and two, they don't award back-to-back Heismans. That's just they, – they, I don't know. They they hate – they frown on that. So I'm going to say no to him. Okay. Uh, Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback, is plus 1,000. I would skip that one. Quinn Ewers, the Texas quarterback, is tw- plus 1,200. I'd sprinkle a little bit on Quinn Ewers. Mm-hmm. I would say I'd sprinkle. It's not we're getting we're getting in the value territory there. Jordan Travis, the uh, Florida State quarterback, also plus twelve hundred. So I would like to make the proclamation in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three, the two thousand and twenty three Heisman Trophy winner will be Jordan Travis. Oh wow! There you so go. I'm 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 all in on that one. I he would be my pick to win Heisman this year. I think they're going to win enough, and he's going to put up big enough numbers to win it. I picked Ewers in in my. 10 weekend thought, yes. so he's got no chance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Quinn. Uh, Cade Klubnick? No. Is uh, plus 1,400. Michael Penix Jr. at uh, no. Washington's plus 1,600. No chance. Uh, Bo Nix at Oregon is plus 1,800. Drake May at Sprink- North Carolina is plus 1,800. Sprinkle Bo. Sprinkle Bo. He's, getting, he's got the money behind him. Uh, two more guys at 1,800. Uh, Sam Hartman, plus 1,800. Mm. J.J. McCarthy at Michigan, plus 1,800. Uh, Carson Beck at Georgia is plus 2,000. It's always a solid bet if they're going to win it. They're going to be in it. He'll be in the uh, – if Stetson Bennett can get there, he can get to the finals. 
Marvin Harrison Jr. is plus 3,000. Best player in college football, not named Caleb Williams. Uh, Kyle McCord is plus 2,800. Joe Milton the third at Tennessee is plus 2,500. Now, Joe Milton, if he if he puts up big – he's going to put up big numbers, right? If they win enough, he'll be, he'll be there because he's going to put up numbers. Uh, Drew Aller, I don't even know who that is. Plus 2,500. Yep, got me there. Uh, Blake Corum at Michigan is plus 5,000. It's hard for running backs, man. Yeah, it's impossible. Devin Brown is plus 3,300. Derrick Henry, last running back? I don't know. It sounds right. Yeah, I mean, he had a, what, 2,000-yard season? I mean, and they won. I, I don't know. I think it's hard. Dylan Gabriel is plus 4,000. Connor Wiegman at uh, Texas A&M is plus 4,000. Jalen Milrow at Alabama is plus 5,000. Spencer Rattler at enough. South Carolina is plus 5,000. Quinshawn Judkins, the running back at Ole Miss, is plus 6,000. 8,000. 8, uh, KJ Jefferson, the Arkansas quarterback, is plus 5,000. Travion Henderson is plus 8,000. Nicholas Singleton, oh. plus 8,000. Ty Simpson's plus 8,000. Brock Bowers, plus 8,000. Are you getting into Drew Aller was Penn State. Dave hit me up in the chat, said, uh, Mock 10 Sports said, Drew Aller is Penn State's quarterback. Okay. Um, Tyler Buckner, the Alabama, one of the Alabama quarterbacks, is plus 10,000. He'll be the third quarterback in the game. DJ, I can never say his name. You know what I'm talking about. Now at Oregon State, he's plus 10,000. Well, if you can't say it, what makes you think I'm going to be able to say it? Jace McClellan at Alabama, plus 12,000. Jackson Dart, plus 15,000. Arch Manning, plus 8,000. <laughs> now you're just yeah. donating money. Uh Xavier Worthy plus fifteen thousand. Tanner Mordecai plus twelve thousand. I mean, you getting silly. I would go. Stuff, right? I, I think Jordan Travis. That's my pick to win the Heisman. Um, so he's at twelve plus twelve hundred. And then I would probably, if you made me like, I'd take a shot at somebody like Bo Nix. Um, I don't like Michael Penix Jr. because every time I bet on Washington, he sucks. And when I don't bet on or I bet the other team, he goes off. Um, but Bo Nix is going to make noise. They're pushing Nike's already putting billboards up. He's got the money behind it. I don't hate from just sprinkle some money somewhere and see what happens. I don't hate the Marvin Harrison Jr. pick. What's that, 3000 Something like that. Well, he's the best player in college football, not named Caleb, and Caleb Williams. But the quarterback at Ohio State is not a huge name, right? So if if he were to have a big season. If he has season, a big year, the quarterback's going to have. But, but they would probably – the hype would go to Harrison. Probably. He'd have to – And for, they'd have to do something in the return game and stuff like yeah, that. Look, Amari Cooper put together probably the best – Wide receiver, individual performance of a year. Had 120-something catches. I mean, basically took over every football game we played. And he still finished second. So, it's just – I think it's just hard, dude, to win. <laughs> it's hard to win the Heisman Trophy as a receiver. Probably was the last one, last receiver to win the Heisman, Desmond Howard. Is that it? I don't know. Probably. So, it's been a, it's been a minute. If that's that. the case, it's been 20-something years. Yeah, it's been a minute. But um, that's all I got today, boss. I was looking for just anybody. Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz. Plus 20,000. Oh, that's that's money. I'm changing my bet. Michael Pratt at Tulane, 25,000. No. Uh, just looking to see if there's anything else interesting. JT Daniels, we're seeing that West Virginia. He's 30,000. JT Daniels? He's yeah. at Rice. Rice. Well, he's not winning. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? No. What would he, what Luther were, Burden the third at Missouri, forty thousand. Yeah, we're just getting he, the. He's a good, he good player, but he's not winning the Heisman Trophy. We're getting into yeah. insane stuff. Um, 
Oh yeah, Cole freaking thank Devontae you, Cole. Smith. Devontae, hello, what an idiot. Thank you, uh, guys on the receiver stuff. Um, before we get out of here, <laughs> I sent this to you yesterday. McCready Siski, Common Sense Party 2024. Okay. In conjunction with Hand Ray's guy. Yeah. Our guy in Russia that tried to take over Putin. Yeah. All right. And he has a plane crash. Yeah. They, they've, already, they've already said, have they said it to shot down yet? Uh, American intelligence indicates that it was either an explosive on board or that it was shot down. Okay. All right. So, like, if I'm like, a couple things here. Just this this thing just is like I want to go like come on man like all right. The second that he said, you know what? I got this idea, boys. <laughs> we're out here in Ukraine and we're fighting for Russia, but I don't like what's going on back there. So we're going we're going to turn our forces around and go attack Moscow. At that point, if I was his friend, I'd say, "Hey, hey, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. You do realize, like the second we turn this thing around, we're 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 going to all be dead. It's just a matter of if it's going to be today or sometime in the very near future. Yeah. Apparently, that wasn't said to him. And then when you get to the truce, right? You get to the truce, and he goes, "I'm going. Hey, long as you turn around, I'm going to let you just go live off in another country peacefully <laughs> till the end of your days." I'd be like, hey, "Excuse me, sir. <laughs> excuse me, sir. Can we can we finish what we came here for?" Like. Wasn't going to happen. That was the most, that's the least shocking, least shocked I've ever been in my life. Like yesterday, two months to the day of him going to trying to take over, overthrow Putin, his plane crashed. And how can you, as a responsible journalist, call it a plane crash? Like, when does it, somebody brought this up in your thread? I started dying. I was like, hey, I guess you're right. You can't call it a crash if it's hit by a missile. Doesn't well, that kind it, of take the word crash out? Well, it did crash to the ground. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it did. Didn't that kind of now, there eliminate was, that? There, there, there was a certain <laughs> thing that happened before the crash, but it, it technically crashed. Like, common sense, man. Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's people on the earth that you don't want to cross. Vladimir Putin's one yeah, of those people. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. hey, I mean, just, you got to, I mean, he's the, I almost said it. I didn't say it. I've almost, I went a whole week this week. I almost said F around and find out, but I didn't say it. Yeah. Because I have, by gosh, I have made it three shows, mom. I think you did one today. No, I did not. You did not? No. Oh, I could have sworn told, you. I could have sworn no you dropped I, one. No way. There's no way I said the F word. I've been trying so It's your hard. best behavior in a week ever. And by the way, I'm, I'm Red Dragon today. I know. I Red that. Dragon, and I made it the whole week without saying the F-bomb. Can you believe that? I'm very proud of you. You are. I can't make any promises past because we got, like, real football to talk about next week. Yeah. I can't make any promises moving forward. You're pretty geeked up about real football next week? I am. I'm, I'm geeked up about this weekend. I am I like watching football where something is on the line. I do. Yeah. Um, You know, I, watching that watching that Swamp Kings got me got – because that was how – Again, sorry for all you new softies that, you know, get upset when you have to run for, you know, punishment. But that, for me, that's how, like, it's not free to play football. You know what I mean? Like, you have to work for it. They, they, that's how it's supposed to be done, man. It was good. It was good stuff. I've been multiple, multiple people in the stream confirmed that you, you did slip one slip. Did I really? Yeah, you did. You did. I'm so disappointed in myself. (laughs) Did I really, though? Just one, though. I'm so I'm really low key disappointing myself. I tried so hard, Neil. I mean, you almost got there. Almost, you almost it. got to the end. Sorry, 
sorry. I tried. Just don't clip it, please. <laughs> I mean, I don't. My mom's already going to rip my ass. I don't need yeah, any help. She's going to be upset. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. All right. We will uh, wrap it up. Wraps it up for the week. We'll be back next week. It'll be Monday. We'll get you ready for, uh, start getting ready for week one in the college football season. Everybody getting started all over the SEC. Vanderbilt playing on Saturday, but the other 13 get rolling next weekend. So uh, we'll talk to you about those games starting next week and catch up on what happened over the weekend and lots more here on McCready and Siski powered by rain total body fuel. Don't forget if you are out and about need to pick me up, get you some rain, 300 milligrams, of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at rain body fuel. To learn more, for Tyler Siski, I'm Neil McCready. Have a great weekend. Take care.